0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 96 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Matthew chapter 2 today, and our focus is on whether or not Jesus was a refugee, whether or not God still speaks in dreams, and how to know if a dream is from God. So, I want to welcome aboard new listeners from Thuringia State, Germany, New South Wales, Australia. Delhi, India, Columbus, Ohio, Toledo, Ohio, and Atlanta, Georgia, and a special shout out and thank you to Willem Dykstra of Minneapolis, who literally retweets every tweet I have about the Bible 2021 podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Willem, for sharing the show so often on social media. If you guys want to do the same, that would be awesome. Our webpage is Bible2021.com. Now, I better dive in because this episode might be a little bit longer than normal because my show notes are a little bit longer than normal. Now, I'll never forget a sort of mistake I made in my early years of pastoring. I was teaching through the book of Matthew on Wednesday night's Bible study at our church, and we had one family who came into the adult Bible study with their little ones. Each week before the study started, we would watch the visual Bible, Matthew version, word for word from the scripture, which is an excellent dramatized Bible uh, that you can find on YouTube these days. Unfortunately, though I had watched Matthew 2 more than once on the visual Bible before, I hadn't watched it through recently before that Bible study, and I forgot how disturbing its portrayal of Herod's slaughter of the innocents in Matthew 2 was. And so the little kids from that family saw it the parents didn't complain but i was worried that it would be way too much for the kids to see which made me pay closer attention than i normally would to that part of the video and watching it that way just shook me now to be clear the visual bible did not overdo it their portrayal wasn't inaccurate in fact it was muted compared to the real thing reality must have been much worse But it was still deeply disturbing, a localized genocide of young baby boys, which caused the family of Jesus to flee to another country. Now, this brings us to a somewhat controversial question that I've seen asked a few times. Was Jesus a refugee? Well, since Google is the new way that people look up definitions these days, let's go with the first two definitions of refugee from Google. Number one. A refugee is a person who has been forced to leave their country in order to escape war, persecution, or natural disaster. And number two from Wikipedia, A refugee, generally speaking, is a displaced person who has been forced to cross national boundaries and who cannot return home safely. Did Jesus and his family meet this criteria? Well, looking at Matthew two thirteen through 14 considering that an angel of the Lord told Joseph to flee the country because Herod was going to kill them, that pretty clearly meets the criteria for his Jesus and his family to be refugees. They did leave their country to escape persecution. They left their country and could not return home safely. Well, there's really no question about it. Jesus and his family were refugees. But what does that mean practically? Should it change how we treat refugees? Now, I don't really think so, because Jesus has already told us in multiple places, like, for instance, Matthew 25, 31 through 46, how we are to treat the least of these. And he also taught us that how we treat the least of these shows whether or not we are actual followers of Jesus and thus whether or not we will spend eternal life with him. Go review that passage if you need to, Matthew twenty five thirty one through 46. I think refugees would certainly qualify as the least of these. Well, what does that mean for the political policies of countries when they are faced with a flood of refugees? Obviously, that's a complicated question that goes way beyond the scope of a 10-minute podcast, but I will tell you that the Jesus way will always be the compassionate way. Now, does that mean that we should be a country uh, with open borders and no rules or regulations? I don't think so. Israel did not have complete open borders when it was under the direct rule of God via his commandments, so that would seem to indicate that having laws about such things is not a violation of God's will, they should just be merciful and just. Well, let's read the passage and then briefly discuss dreams. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, in the Christian Standard Bible, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star at its rising and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard about this, he was deeply disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes together of the people and asked them where the Messiah would be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this was what was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, the land of Judah, are by no means... Least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them the exact time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report back to me so that I can go and worship him too. After hearing the king, they went on their way, and there it was, the star they had seen at its rising. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. After they were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Get up, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and escaped to Egypt. He stayed there until Herod's death, so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled, Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he realized that he had been outwitted by the wise men, flew into a rage. He gave orders to massacre all the boys in and around Bethlehem, who were two years old and under, in keeping with the time he had learned from the wise men. Then what was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be consoled because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, because those who intended to kill the child are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and entered the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the region of Galilee. Then he went and settled in a town called Nazareth to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets, that he would be called a Nazarene. And by the way, hearkening back to yesterday's episode on the perpetual virginity of Mary, Do realize that the Bible text in Matthew 2 seems to indicate that there were only three people traveling to Egypt, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. There's no mention of other children from a supposed previous marriage of Joseph, which I don't think is the case at all. Anyway, our nine-year-old daughter Phoebe pointed out tonight after the Bible reading we do as a family, obviously, she said, God sometimes speaks in in dreams because he did twice in one chapter. Now, I think that means that I've covered this topic before last year at some point on the Bible Reading Podcast, but it bears repeating. God gives Joseph two important messages of guidance through dreams in Matthew 2. Does God speak in dreams? Absolutely. We see it all over the New Testament and the Old Testament. More importantly, does God still speak in dreams today? Now, I see no reason why he wouldn't do that, from the Bible at least. It does seem to be a rare but normal occurrence in the lives of the believers, and I see nothing that says it would stop. In fact, on the day of Pentecost, Peter quotes a prophecy from the Old Testament prophet Joel about God speaking to and through his people in the last days. Acts 2.17 says, It will be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit on all people, then your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Well, given that the last days are not completed, obviously, I see every reason to believe that God will speak to his people through dreams and visions. Now, here's where the rubber meets the road. How do we know if a given dream is from God? Now, again, this is another huge question, and it's so huge that it also goes beyond the scope of a 10-minute podcast, considering we only have a couple of minutes left. But do let me share five principles that might help us to know whether or not a dream is from God. Number one. The Word of God is the ultimate authority in a Christian's life. We must not look to dreams for guidance, first and foremost. We should look to God's Word for guidance, first and foremost. It is infallible, and it will equip you to know God's will and walk in it. Number two, a dream from God will never contradict God's Word. If a dream leads you in a different direction than the clear meaning of Scripture does, then you can be sure that the dream did not originate from God. Number three, not every dream means something. Probably most of them don't. Not every dream is from God. Pay more attention to God's word than to dreams and things like that. But you might be saying, hey, I don't want to miss a communication from God. That leads me to number four. You will not miss a dream that is from God. You will know it. How will you know it? Well, I don't know. But when God sent a dream in the Bible, there was no doubt doubt to the recipient that it was from God. There was no hand-wringing and hemming and hawing and things like that. They knew, and they knew because God purposed for them to know. I do not believe God speaks to us often in dreams, but when he does, he has the know-how and the power to make it abundantly clear that such a dream is from him. Finally, number five, do not put much stock in future prediction dreams that you or especially others have. God does know the future, and in the Bible at least, and probably still today, he sometimes shares that with his people uh, in the form of dreams or visions. I think that can happen today too. and I, I don't see any biblical reason that it can't happen today. But in an age of social media and YouTube and things like that, Some people will do a lot to receive attention, likes, and fame. Last year, more than one friend sent me a particular YouTube link asking me about my take on a pastor who had a dream related to the pandemic and future political unrest. Could this dream be prophetic, they asked. Is he predicting the future? Well, I watched it and wrote back. Maybe so, I said. But let's see how it plays out. We're not going to know until we live through it. I was skeptical, and I told them so. Now, almost a year after that dream, we have seen how it played out, and it was hit or miss. Some of his predictions were accurate, some were kind of close, but not spot on, and honestly, some were way off about what you'd expect from a pretty good educated guest, really, and not at all what you'd expect from God, who knows the future perfectly. So, be careful with dreamers. Often they relay empty dreams that are not from God. As Zechariah 10.2 says, "Idols For the idols speak falsehood, and the diviners see illusions. They relate empty dreams and offer empty comfort. Therefore the people wander like sheep, They suffer affliction because there is no shepherd. Friends, there's always been people spouting off about dreams. Sometimes they come from God. Often they don't. So be discerning and eyes on the word of God. Let's end the show with our memory verse for April, James 4, 6. But he gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I am thankful for that. Amen. Lord, let us be humble. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.